celebrated in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. And with us today is Nacho. Nacho, how you doing, man? Good. How you guys doing? Doing really good. Now, if people want to get a hold of us, they can do so by uh, sending us a message at info at gritcitypodcast.com. Yep. Uh, also, we are looking for people who uh, want to do some interviews. If you uh, want to promote your stuff, give us an email, interviews at gritcitypodcast.com podcast.com yep yeah yeah <laughs> it took me a minute i just said it and i screwed it up that yeah, happens sometimes yeah. uh we are down here in the uh we're, we finally made it a, and did a studio recording down here at the union club tacoma uh nacho how do you feel about doing this in this like big old event center hall it's pretty cool man i'm not gonna lie it's the first time here um very interesting i like it you know so it's uh well, I'm about to do a little more investigation on this place because it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have taken him upstairs. Oh, I just knocked that down. Oh, yeah. We yeah. can do a tour afterwards, man. This is like an old like 1888 yeah. built house that they've turned into this co-working space. So they got offices up front or up top. And yeah. The view is insane. So yeah, we'll like show it. you that stuff, too. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, Nacho, tell us a little bit about your company because you have been previously on the Grit City podcast. I have. But we wanted to uh, get your name out there again and then also uh, what Apache 6 is. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I, I came, well, my background here. So I came out of the military. I, I came out of the Marine Corps, and I've always had a thing for security. It just came natural. When I wanted to use my GI Bill on something completely different, I wanted to get okay. my pilot license, you know, but I did what was natural to me, and I decided to start a security company comprised of military veterans. Oh, wow. Um, and this was around 2012, and this is, if you recall, in this date, the initiative 502 to legalize cannabis yes. was happening, and I, the light bulb went off, and I'm like, man, this has got to be pretty cool that an industry is about to pop here, and a very dangerous industry with cash-only type deal, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, who better to protect this than military veterans? So when that happened, I said, like, you know what? I'm going to form a company comprised of military veterans, and then maybe... Try to see if I can't make that a niche. And so Apache 6 was born out of that. And so I was fully operational by the summer of 2014 when uh, recreational cannabis um, came online. And when it first did, I mean, this is now four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a really interesting time because a lot of the times you would have to deal with the fact that banks flat out wouldn't take the money. Mm-hmm. And so that really puts it into a very precarious position. Yes. You couldn't charge anything. Right. Um, and it was always, like you were saying, cash handled, mm-hmm. which means that these places were really, really mm-hmm. ripe for the taking for yep. any individuals who may you know, pose a threat yep. and they make a lot of cash you can yeah. look that up online oh gosh and, yeah and just see how much they're making daily it's well, crazy and that's the disturbing part right from a security point of view to be able to have i mean well today i mean it's 2018 everything you need to know is online right yes. I, I i jokingly say you know you know i go to youtube university right because everything you, tell, you, you can literally there's yeah. as people who are putting cars together put all kinds of things just on youtube right so what bothered me from a security point of view is to have so much information freely on the industry um, even personal information on individuals online because the Lincoln Control Board felt that this was something they want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And I get it, but being too transparent in that sense, it's, it's a little bit too much. So, um, But yeah, the, the banking uh, was a big issue. It still is. Four years later, it still, still hasn't changed. Yeah, so oh, I thought they had done some stuff because I know like going to Mary Mart, you can use, uh, well, you can use your, your ATM. Deb- ATM? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you can use debit card. Yeah, yeah so kind of an interesting way to There is a it. gray area on that, right? Okay. So, and uh, so they found ways to get around it um, on a local level, oh, but okay, it's still yeah. federally on a banking system deal. It's not going to happen. Not for a while until 
DOJ, you know, Department of Justice really changes their stance on, on Schedule 1 drug, you know, cannabis deal. But until then, uh, banks legally cannot or don't want to be involved in that until just because of the DOJ. So, yeah. But, you know, credit unions are an option. And so that's kind of what's changed the game a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, so little by little, things are getting improved and getting better. But, um, yeah, cash is still a much uh, larger threat for the industry. So, I've seen where they. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, damn oh, it! I just keep doing this. Stop punching <laughs> know, the microphone. Scott, sit in my hand. Um, I, I've seen where they they've been using uh, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, yeah. and other things to yeah. do it too. So, like you use your card, and your card actually buys the crypto, and then the crypto pays for the weed. Oh. Uh, the banks will do di- business with the cryptocurrency companies, but they won't with the weed companies. Weird. Yeah, it is kind yeah. of a weird. Interesting. Thing. You said that because I had a meeting uh, with a couple of security individuals, a friend of mine who were special forces, and they, uh, uh, one of them is very high end on the cryptocurrency mm-hmm. deal and is very knowledgeable. I have no knowledge, which is why yeah. I don't want to jump into it. Yeah. But I don't feel like I need to jump into it. It's like, you know, you either, you, you, you're in or you're out kind of thing. And so, but interesting you say that because that is, uh, he had mentioned that there is a coin that is actually helping or the intent is to help um, opiate addiction. And so, oh, yeah. Wow. So for every, every kind of money that goes into something like this, it'll help um, an individual uh, combat and fight the opiate addiction deal. Wow. So, so and, it's pretty cool. And that's one of those things that is uh, uh, really coming to the forefront in this la- in the mm-hmm. last couple of years mm-hmm. is the the opiate crisis. Oh man! And gosh, like it's everywhere, just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just not even realizing how prevalent it is um, in your in any and everybody's community. Mm-hmm. Dude, it really is. It's so bad. Sorry, I was on Reddit and you get these uh, move to Tacoma mm-hmm. threads, right? Hey, I'm moving to Tacoma. Mm-hmm. What, where's a job? Where's this? And and on the one, the first thing that down the guy was like, "Hey, I'm moving to Tacoma. Where's an, a needle exchange program?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, wow. I was like, "Are you joking?" <laughs> like, well, that was straightforward. Yeah, right? like, and he's like, "I can't find one." That um, wow, yeah, can't find one locally. Jeez. Where can I get it? And so they hooked him up. They're like, "Oh, it's here." But it was just like, "Wow, not not where's the electric company?" You know, <laughs> none of that. Yeah. It was really weird. Well, it's just mind boggling. You know, we, we had that deal in Seattle, right, where it was a safe zone for them. I think someone in Central Park deal for yeah. them to legally go in there and medicate. Um, and it's just mind-boggling that we allow, like, marijuana is still scheduled one drug, but yet we allow folks with hardcore drugs freely walk into this area, this safe zone, where mm-hmm. they can truly just medicate and just pass out. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's Yeah. It'll be interesting to see that uh, whether or not they decide to to deal with that on a federal level. I mean, every state is work. I mean, nearly every state is working towards legalization of marijuana if they haven't already. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at it on the federal level, it makes it interesting just on the fact that you like with you as a company, how do you feel on that? Because I mean, you're providing the security Mm -hmm. and you're absolutely a hundred percent needed. Do you feel that it becoming less of a, uh, uh, of a problem legally for people, it'll decline on a business or even uh, help your business? I don't think so because here's the thing. Security is always going to be needed. They're criminals, dime a dozen. They're out there, right? So it's, there's a system. Like Mm -hmm. I, I read a post recently, you know, where, um, everybody needs a doctor. Everybody's getting sick, so you need a doctor. Everybody needs a lawyer because you're gonna get in trouble. Everybody needs a cop because of the, you know this is the crime. So with security, um, you got to be fluid. There's gonna be a crime anywhere you go, and yeah. so. But in the industry, uh, as it legalizes and, and you know it, it gets more mainstream, um, I feel that it's it, just like in any other business. You're gonna mm-hmm. need security, um, and where we pride ourselves I think here is the military background or training is that I want guys to be able to be alert and have their head in a swivel mm-hmm. but also get the customer service that most people don't get or understand because that's the one thing that I understand in most businesses it's the service we all want to be have that five star service no matter Absolutely, where you go yeah so if we can have our guys be the first person you see and then you get treated um, in the way that you need to be treated respectful, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I train my guys to say, look, be cordial, be nice and greet them for a couple of reasons. Why? Because it's, it's a good standard. It's just a polite thing to do. Absolutely. But you're also engaging them to be able to have some dialogue with you because when you do, you're able to send a, hey, are they intoxicated? Are they uh, angry? Are they hostile? You get a lot in those first few seconds. And if he ignore you, if he choose not to say anything, then you already have this vibe about this individual yeah you know and so it makes you kind of say well i'm gonna keep an eye on this individual not because he's gonna be a threat and steal something but who knows you don't know and that's and that's one of those big things i mean uh uh 
<laughs> okay, don't laugh. But uh, <laughs> I, I worked. Laugh yeah, sure. you're gonna <laughs> laugh. I worked in security yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. And one of the biggest problems with that, so uh, with that, with being in uh, civilian security, sure. is that uh, occasionally you will have uh, veterans as the supervisors. Sure. Sure. Um, but they are hiring either people right out of high school, like mm-hmm. I was at the time, or people that are retired. Yeah. And you're not gonna have that discipline. Yeah. On either of those age brackets, yeah. you, they just don't care, and so I, I, it's nice to hear about that and the fact that you want to uh, uh, make sure that everyone is properly trained. And is it all veteran uh, on your force, or how do you uh, how do you go about it? No, so it's interesting you just said that because um, I came to the gym this morning and I got a uh, call on the one eight hundred number, mm-hmm. and it was an individual um, asking about if there's possible employment, what have you, and. The first thing I do is ask, like, you know, do you have any military experience? Not, per, no, not needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it, it's nice if you do, or prior security uh, knowledge or training. And if you don't, that's okay. I'm, we're willing to train the right individual yeah. if you fit that model. Again, you got to be personable. You got to have that customer service. You. And if you, if you're very chip on your shoulder, the ego type deal, it's going to be a bad, bad yeah. fit for us, right? Mm-hmm. But. It's not always needed. It's a skill that we can always train to someone, right? Okay. And, and depending on the level. Um, and it's interesting that you mentioned the whole um, from the civilian sector or people who just don't have that knowledge because I literally just had a conversation uh, on the way here. In fact, it's crazy because we're talking about um, friends that I have who were prior military uh-huh. and were mil- uh, military uh, police in general. And... You know, just kind of dogging the, 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 the standard between the military and then the civilian sector and, and with the community law enforcement. So the thing that most of us have, problem, all of us have problems, we you know, with law enforcement deal is that they abuse the authority and the power. Mm-hmm. They get to, they run red lights, because it's a conversation we just had, was that they run red lights and they don't care. And sometimes they do it on purpose because they can. Yeah. And it's a safety deal. And so talking on this conversation, the one thing they noticed was that Folks who joined the, the law enforcement academy who didn't go to college or weren't prior military, they have this chip on their shoulder, yes. right? They, they, yeah. they, that's all they're going to do, and that's how they're going to become cop, and so they abuse that power. Versus someone who was in the military understands the work ethic and the, the sacrifice that it takes, yeah. which I got a few friends who were cops who were prior military, and you can see the d- difference because those guys actually care. Mm-hmm. They care about helping. Yeah. They care about the, the community, um, and they take their job seriously. So just like with anything in life, in the military, you got the, your great apples and your rotten apples, and in law enforcement, the same thing. Exactly. So uh, it's interesting you said that because, I can, you know, for those who um, join what, security, law enforcement, whatever um, – you have to have a good balance within yourself to be comfortable who you are and not abuse the power. Yes, um, absolutely. It, it all comes down to training mm-hmm. and how you enforce the laws and regulations, you know? So it goes hand in hand with security as well. And so if we, and if people are interested, I mean, it's it, it's cool to hear that because you're willing to, anybody who is interested in yeah. this, yeah. Uh, you're willing to accept and see whether or not they want, they want to do this and right. if it's something for them, which is cool. Um, people can find out information at apache6.com mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Apache with the number six. Right. <laughs> well, we own both uh, oh, okay, web cool. domains, but we primarily use the six and we you know, the, you know, the SEO these days, whatever you use to most kind of stick with that so you don't have to start all over again. But, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's interesting that we're actually going to work on starting a new academy for us. And my Ooh. goal and intent is to be able to take individuals who want to get into the basic level bodyguard executive protection yeah. training. Because the one thing that I've noticed uh, and amongst my other peers who were, and some of these guys are, you know, prior law enforcement or retired CIA, Secret Service, DEA. So Ooh, these, all these people who have a lot of <laughs> great background, we're talking about providing a service beyond mm-hmm. our scopes here. And the one thing we're always lacking is individuals who are trained in that regard, but who have that look, that heightened weight standard, if you will, mm-hmm. because... I get a lot of big guys who are great for the club, you know, for bouncers, the, the, what we call, quote unquote, you know, the crowd pushers, you know? Yeah, yeah. They want to fit that model, but it's not always possible to get those guys to be in a suit and tie or the client. So if, oh, if, yeah. So you don't think about that. I mean, you want to make sure you cut an imposing figure. Yes. But then also at that same point, yeah. you need to be able to right. uh, look the part if needed. Yeah, because if it was up to us, totally, because they have a great heart, they, they, they know their knowledge, but it's 
still it's that standard. You know, like in the NFL, you don't just take anyone off of the field. You got to be able to, you know, look the part and be, mm-hmm. have the speed and the, 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 you know, the endurance, all that good stuff. So with this, Executive protection, basic, you know, bodyguard deal. It's the same concept. Be able to train someone who looks the part, looks good in a suit and tie. Someone who can do well with a client because the clients, well, let's just face it, they have that disposable income. Yeah, you know, they can afford yeah. a team to be because they're paying for the best. They want the best, mm-hmm. and if you know, and sometimes when someone doesn't look the part or. Um, maybe they took a smoke break and they're a smoker and the, and the client could just you know what I don't like that guy I don't I don't like yeah. smoke I don't like the smell of smoke and just mm-hmm. for simple something so simple like that gone yeah. right so guys need to understand that hey uh, it is a profession but we can't always have that work for them left and right you know and some of these guys are traveling in another country they got to go to uh, Orlando LA Chicago to get some jobs done um, and sometimes when you fall into place you want to hire local guys but. It's hard to recruit local guys who, um, and so I, when I think about something like this, I'm thinking, well, what if I could train law enforcement or, well, to be honest with you, uh, firefighters? Because firefighters, really? yeah, firefighters seem to be a little bit more fit for duty. Yeah, nothing, you got to be. Nothing against the cops, <laughs> but once they go through their academy, they pass their PT test, and after that, they're not required to stay in shape afterwards, mm-hmm. and most don't. They just like, no, I'm done, and I'll just... Whatever, right? I'm not going to bash them. Yeah. <laughs> Great people, but some some people just choose to stay fit and just some others don't. Um, but if we can find individuals who fit the part, mm-hmm. are healthy, want to stay that, maintain that life balance and are coachable and trainable, that would be my ideal candidate. So I would love to be able to create uh, and have a pool of individuals who uh, want to moonlight mm-hmm. into the industry. So yeah. when so when jobs come up, like Microsoft does a big corporate event oh, or, yeah, or, or yeah, Amazon yeah. or something, then you can have a pool of guys who have the knowledge and understanding and can pull off the job. And that's one of those things that are really is pretty big. I mean, uh, everyone needs a side hustle. Sure. And if it's something that you are already knowledgeable mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. why not continue to do it yeah. and make some extra money? And to be perfectly honest, we we'll probably have a couple of cool stories too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of things, you know, but uh, also with that comes the uh, uh, non-disclosure agreement. Oh, right? yes, so of course. That, so it, it sucks in those senses. But, you know, I mean, there's a few examples that come to mind that I we didn't sign those. It was just entertainment things. So it was out in the open. But we're Working with some cool celebrity artists, you know, those are always cool. And uh, um, those are stories that you always want to have. And, um, Absolutely. You know, and yeah. Hey, guys, it's Justin, and I'm here to talk about the Union Club down in Tacoma. This is where we do a lot of our recording now, and I'm really stoked about this. If you don't know about the Union Club Tacoma, it is a mixed-use project contributing to Tacoma's growing artistic and entrepreneurial community. It combines studio space, co-working space, office space, beautiful common areas, galleries, and an event hall in a 15,000-square-foot historic building in downtown Tacoma. This place is is beautiful. You heard us talk about it on the uh, Surge Tacoma podcast, part of the Surge Tacoma network. And if you want to, if you want to work in an old historic building, this is the thing to do. This is. It's just amazing. The view is fantastic. Plus, it's a great place for you to get your work done in a casual environment, plus free coffee. If you want information or to request a tour, it's super simple. Just go to unionclubtacoma.com. That is unionclubtacoma.com. So let's talk a little bit about your journey um, from from now mm-hmm. uh, to when you decided to uh, uh, leave your home when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, did you did you always want to do this sort of thing, or what was going on when you were uh, when you were a kid, oh man? Well, this is crazy. Um, you know, as a kid growing up in the eighties, uh, we all had a little superheroes and, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. and I grew up on Top Gun. Right? Okay, oh, there you go. I watched Top Gun religiously. I did. And I always wanted to be a uh, F-14 Tomcat fighter pilot. So I realized that I was the Navy, and I always had this idea that I would join the military, be in the Navy, or be a fighter pilot, you know? And um, I'd always have reoccurring dreams that I would, um, well, they're crazy dreams, that I would always drown. I couldn't, Ooh. I was always drowning, and I felt like maybe I was died in World War II or something, what was going on. But I've always had this feeling of being a protector, of right, always yeah. standing up for the little guys because you know as a little kid I got beat up. Okay. Um, I got to be up in the third grade not because I couldn't handle myself but because I couldn't speak the language. Oh man. Yeah. So I ju- I got jumped by two little kids and just because I didn't speak English that well I had to repeat the third grade because of it. Um, it was not a good feeling, right? So I had told myself that yeah, never again, mm-hmm. right? I said no, never again. And then in the third grade I got in a fight and uh, um. Well, let's just say that I came on top, and, and, and I did not stop. 
but I also felt bad. Okay, yep. yeah. So there was a definitely a learning curve for me there. You know what? I I didn't like being bullied, but then again, I didn't like being the bully right? Mm-hmm. I, even though I'm in self-defense, but those traits within me started to just be... Um, it came out of me more, right? Okay, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I built this reputation for just being that, that tough kid, but I kept to myself. And if anything, what I recall growing up in junior high and high school was that I was always in defense for those who couldn't defend themselves. That is, that's right? that's a good way to be, and it's. Uh, I, I wish we would see more of that, to be perfectly honest. Right. And it's one of those, a lot of people are just looking out for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it even shows in the fact that, I mean, you're running this company and it's one of those things that's like, you're looking after those people who can't mm-hmm. uh, in this point at, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that's, I think that's where it really started for me was just knowing that, uh, um, I had, there was something in me that just, I felt to help humanity. I just didn't, you know, as a kid, you don't see how that's going to happen, but you know, and watching all these movies, like Top Gun and, um, um, you know, Troy, and I always yeah. had this thing with Hercules, and, and you know, I have this tattoo. I know you can, you know, on the radio you can see it, but uh, it's a Saint Michael, um, uh, my tribute to Saint Michael. Um, okay, okay, and cool. yeah, and I, I I got that after I came out of the military. I just I have this fascination with angels, right? And uh, I, to be honest with you, I feel blessed uh, in so many levels because there's times where I'm like, well, I can't believe that I'm still here. Right. Yeah. Um, so very humbled to be alive and be blessed because there's guys that didn't come home, and that's the, the one thing that always ate at me was the survivor's guilt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've always had this innate feeling within me to always be in defense and and protect some others. And you know, in the military, PTSD plays a lot of individuals, and I was one of them on the end of the survivor's guilt. And so at one point I looked at humanity and I'm like, why are we doing this to each other? Why are we constantly just turning on each other and killing each other? I don't belong. This is not my world. I don't belong. And I almost felt like I needed to leave this place. And yeah. suicide had played and came into my mind many times. And the VA is happy to give you so many drugs these days, right? And you yeah. mix them and you... You, you lose touch with reality. You don't um, know which side effect is going to happen yeah, to you, whichever which way. And if you're going one way or the other, it's... Yeah. yeah. Or when people come off of them, that's even worse. People come off of those and, yeah. and it, it's even worse. Yeah. So that's the thing that really plagued me, but uh, I call it divine intervention, if you will. And that's what really gave me the purpose to say, you know what? I do have purpose. And, you know, here I am trying to leave this world so I can go to heaven and serve under St. Michael. Mm-hmm. But then it dawned on me, you know what? Uh, maybe he needs me down here. You know, and yeah. uh, so that's the whole mind shift for me where I was like, you know what, then maybe I will become a bodyguard and maybe I'll take a bullet for them. And if I do that, then it's two two birds with one stone. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so that yeah, was the original yeah. uh, mm-hmm. thought and idea. Yeah. And I went into the contract world and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that was that's what really started all for me was the, the shift and say, you know what, maybe I won't go to college for uh, whatever, uh, get my pilot and I ended up going to graphic design for one quarter and I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> so I'll do what's natural. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And I got into security. And so uh, you you help, uh, now you created Apache 6. Was it yourself and a group of people or how did that come to be? No, just me. It okay, was, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. And if you look at the logo, it's got it's like an arrowhead. In the military, you know, that we call it the, the tip of the spear, right? So mm-hmm. I created the arrowhead um, and I've always had a... Um, a lot of respect for the Apache warrior culture, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I wanted a name that would be very generic that could appeal to government contracts or just anything in general. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing with Apache is like, you know, I'm Apache. And then I looked at a number. Um, I saw the six like a lock. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, nice, nice. And, I, and as I did more digging, I realized that um, the six has a, a, uh, a special meaning, uh, harmonious and, and just peaceful type deal. You know, everybody thinks that when you you know, get the whole six 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 deal, it's like it's evil and this and this and that. Like reality is, it's not. And if you look at like the um, really, yeah, you look at the Asian culture, um, it's a spiritual number. And in fact, a lot of um, shops they, they put the number six in their in their facility, their shops, because it's a protective number. Oh, so when I yeah, put it all totally the, fits in with it perfectly, right? And so you know how you have these little Shit, hidden cool. hidden logos or icons, whatever, uh, like Starbucks. You see the logo, you know what it is. Yeah. And for me, the Apache six. You you know, it's the outline with the, like the feathers and the uh, the, um, the number six. And I thought to myself, how fitting that I came up with this thing. But the A could be for angel, and the six is like just angelic type bo and protector, right? And I feel that as my warrior thing was kind of coming out of me, it's like, you know what? Maybe we're fighting a different battle here that I that, that I didn't even realize, and that's what really inspired me to 
name it that and mm-hmm. uh, come up with that logo, and uh, it, it was pretty fitting. So, do uh, does Apache Six only deal right now with marijuana and uh, then the personal body security? Yeah, like for the, the 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 marijuana shops and stuff like that. Yes, we that's primarily a bread and butter. Okay, we, but we've okay. done a, a different events, corporate events. Um, you know, there's. Um, Restaurants that put on venues, uh, oh, outdoor yeah. deals. So they, mm-hmm. every now and then they need that uh, security guards who are able to keep the minors out type deal. And, oh, uh, you yeah, know, totally. So, uh, 21, I'm going to put a control board. So just different events. Um, and that's that's where I feel that I'll kind of like to branch out more because I really feel um, that I would like to put on more workshops and seminars, especially with the active shooters going on these days. And if you notice yeah. that the churches are... are, are Everybody's a target these days, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as of late, within the last two, three years, um, it's been on the news more, right? You get uh, uh, these violences happening in the church, and you, this is the one place that you should feel safe to yeah. worship. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's heartbreaking, you know, what happened in Texas and you know the Vegas and things like that. But um, I'm, I feel that I'm being more uh, called to give more talks. Um, in that regards, and, and just be able to help people and advise and consult. Now, on the on the website, was that the uh, the Operation Overwatch? So, the Operation Overwatch is something a program that I would like to help with schools. Okay, so, okay. So, schools and church are kind of the uh, yeah. In, at, at the same point, and we've had more school shootings yes. than well ever, and yeah. it's just like you would think, oh well, this one will stop these things from happening. Yeah, uh, and you, you hear a blip about it on the news for a week and a half, and then people seem to forget about. Them until the next one happens yeah. a week later. Well, you know, Columbine was the real first major target that got on the radar for everybody, and that's 97, which mm-hmm. is when I was in graduating high school type time Same, frame. Yeah, and um, we were all in shock. Yeah. We were all in shock, and we couldn't believe it. And I even looked at the weapon they use. I'm like, oh my god, I have that rifle, you know. And it was wow, it yeah. was crazy. Um, but now it's it's sad that people don't really bat an eye. Nope. It's like, oh yeah, another shooting, another shooting. I'm like, that's pretty sad. So. I have, it's always been in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something about it and I just f- couldn't figure out how, how. And then 2014, I thought, well, what if I can take money from the cannabis folks and then put a pool to then help veterans protect these schools? Oh, and yeah, I, pro- okay. I proposed it early on and it fell on deaf ears mm-hmm. uh, on the schools, on the school system. Yeah. They didn't like the idea. There's a lot of red tape. You had to get it through the superintendent and all that good stuff. And, uh, I said, okay, that was 2014, 15, same thing, 16, no big deal. And then I, I, this year I was thinking, you know what, enough is enough. Uh, this is too much violence. we got to do something. And um, the idea is for me to train veterans to just volunteer their time, mm-hmm. to be at schools and just be, be of – Just be a presence. Be a presence, you know, because the one thing that – and the red tape for schools was that they wouldn't allow us. And I said, okay, well – you can say that, and that's fine, but you can't tell me that I can't be on public uh, streets. So I could t- literally be right across the street or on the on the park on the, on the curb, um, and you can't tell me I can't be there. You know, so that yeah. became a uh, a way to maybe possibly see what you know we can um, uh, do to help. But it seems like the private schools are the ones who are like, you know what? Yes, yeah, we'll take it because they have different, you know. The, the different standards between government and private, yeah, and then um, private schools have more money. Mm-hmm. Par- exactly, yeah, I was about to say yeah, the as parents well. who have the, the the income to be able to say, you know what, yeah, I will pay an additional fifty bucks on that tuition for the sake of my kid's safety. You know, and it's kind of sad to think of it that way. That the the fact that it's really going to be the money that, mm-hmm. that talks when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, like you said, with the 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 red tape mm-hmm. uh, of government, and it's understandable to an extent. Uh, it's just it it sucks. Yeah, like all of it sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and that's where the whole Operation Overwatch uh, came in. And I said we just started putting that together recently, so we had told ourselves that we would somehow work a program out this summer so that we can by September start to implement it a little bit but mm-hmm. um to be honest with you i haven't picked up that much momentum it's been a crazy summer and um now with this whole pool for bodyguards deal yeah um it's that's taking on and morphing into something else but um i would really like to network with other veteran organizations to be able to make this happen because ideally it would be awesome to have ambassadors on the country 
groups who were willing to take this on and said, you know what, yeah, we'll train our guys to the mm-hmm. standard and then throw them, you know, a, a shirt with our logo. So they have a volunteer or security yeah. to to have that because we, what we don't want to do is create a problem for law enforcement. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like you're not there to supersede or take over right. or anything like right. that. Right. But at the same point, communities need to feel that they're safe. Parents need to feel that they're safe with their kids. Mm-hmm. And it's it's... I'm glad that I I have cats at home and I don't have kids, you know, because I just, it's one of those things that I worry about. And Scott, I don't know if you worry about that sort of thing. Constantly. The minute you have a kid, it's constant worry, dude. It's just for the rest of your life. I think, (laughs) I think so. I don't know. You have any kids? No, no. Yeah, I do. And that's the thing too, right? There is no, um, you can't, you don't go to school for those, no college, there's no guidebook for being a parent. It's amazing that how your body takes over once you hold them and see them in your hands. That's the moment where you're like, yeah, I'm a father. Yeah. And there's something within your DNA that just changes about you, right? And then you pretty much go off of what you noticed in your household, your, your parents. And you tend to mm-hmm. model that. Or you see something, you know what? I had a crappy father or mother. I'm not taking that approach. I'm going to do it differently, right? Yeah. So then you consciously decide to do it better. Um, and I've learned so much about that too. That I, there are things about me that I was just doing because I just was doing. Yep. And I never realized that the household that I was growing up or seeing, some of those things were hidden within me. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. doing that. And not in a bad way, but I was like, I'm always the protector, right? Mm-hmm. So early on, my dad had gone into a toxic relationship, and I noticed that I was always protecting him, right? Okay, and yeah. And so I developed this kind of a habit that, like, you know what? I don't trust these ladies. They're, they got some kind of an agenda. Mm-hmm. So I put up my walls, and I would be more protective, you know? And then when it came to my kids, I'm like, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm going to baby them to a certain standard and... um Things that just popped in my head that I learned. I'm like, you know what? I'll be better than that. And I, I worked within me to be the best individual that I possibly can be because I'm the one thing I, I'm very proud of is that I'm not perfect. Right? Well, and you, like <laughs> nobody should ever expect to be perfect. Right? You can strive for it, but just realize that if you were a perfect being, yeah. first of all, you probably would no longer be on this planet. Right? You would have ascended to it something. Yeah, the Buddha. Yeah, you know exactly <laughs> anywhere at that point. But um, like to be able to see within yourself, and I think that's something that I think everybody should strive to do yeah, yeah. is look at yourself and see how you can improve yourself. Well, within you know security, right? I've always. Uh, felt that every family should know I have a plan yeah. for some kind of crisis. Right? If you live in a two-story home, make a game out of it with your kiddos and say, hey, I'm going to oh, blindfold yeah. you. I'm going to blindfold you. And you know, I'm going to time you how long it would take you to go from, you know, without touching the door, if it's hot, type deal, when I get a fire, you know, to low crawl without, you know, being blinded, how long it would take you to get downstairs to the front door, yeah. right? So that's a game because, well, how do I know? But what you're going to know how disoriented they are. Within the military, right? Muscle memory. So you practice that over and over. Oh, yeah. And you just tell them, hey, I'm going for time. And if you do it, man, I'll give you three bucks or five bucks. It becomes a game. But then what you're doing is you're consciously training them. So mm-hmm. it, God forbid something might ever happen. But then you can, uh, you just gave them an, uh, something to attain, right? I mean, um, that wasn't there before. Yeah. Right? Like, I just bought a house. So the whole fire thing Congrats. is kind of real. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. Because it was it was the first thing that we had to do was they had to replace all of the electrical. Like, uh-huh. the, the circuit box uh-huh. was, like, one that, like, one in four will not break. Like, yeah. the circuit yeah. won't break. Yeah. And, like, you'll have a fire. And I'm like, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. And then it's like, do I have a plan? I don't have a plan. Yeah. And so you got to do that. you got to figure that. And especially with kids, if yeah. you make a game into it, yeah. they're going to be more apt to do it. But then, like you said, that muscle memory will help out. Yeah. You know, and nice. just little things like, you know, having a fire extinguisher, you can go to Walmart and buy a, mm-hmm, yeah have, everyone have, should have a fire extinguisher yeah. no matter what yeah one in the kitchen and one in major hallway or something you know just something like that um, just the little things like that you know and I, I thought about too was the um, for the kids um, second story window type deal they, they, they have these ladders that oh, yeah. we can just kind of harness off the, the, the side windows type deal you know and if you can't get out the front door you know just open up the window Slap that sucker out and oh, just, yeah. you know. Or even just like the little rope ladder sort of yeah. thing as well, too. Yeah. yeah, they make good sturdy ones that you yeah. could get. But these are options. These are things that you think about from a safety point of view. Because, you know, mm-hmm. our kids are everything. Yeah. Our kids are the future. You know, we talk about like, oh, invest in the future. And then we think about businesses. We think about putting more money into this and marketing this and that. And, I, and believe me, it's true. Um, <laughs> that's what pays the bills. But the kids, that's the future. Yeah. They are our future. Absolutely. I tell my kid that all the time. I'm going to listen, you're going to put me in a home, so make sure you have a lot of money. Right? <laughs> you're my future. Yes. Yeah. My kid wants to play for the Mariners. I'm like, you know what? Do hey, it. Yeah. Get in that batting cage right now. So, you know. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> get us started on that. Yeah. That is freaking awesome. Hey, guys. Do you like board games? Do you like miniature games? 
Do you like card games? Do you like any kind of game that doesn't require a battery in it? Well, let me tell you about our partner, Wizards Keep Games in Renton. They're up there at 17148 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington. Go up there, check them out, tell them you heard about them on the podcast. They've got nightly events, they've got magic tournaments, they've got board game days, they've got specials, they've got all kinds of stuff. Go in there, and if you make any purchase over $20, you get an entry into a drawing. Ooh. Good for $100 in-store credit if you win. Oh, dang! And it is announced at the end of every month in the newsletter, and I heard the owner is pretty awesome. And I also heard that the employees are all right. So, get in there, check them out, have a good time, support a local business, and learn about games. Where can you find it? Online? Oh, yeah. WizardKeepGames.com. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on, I think there's, yeah, there's Twitter, and there's an Instagram. Perfect. So, get it. Wizards Keep Games. Yeah, them. Yeah. Now, again, uh, it's Apache 6, Apache mm-hmm. 6, the number, dot com, or 6, whichever one you yeah, you yeah. can search for. It. Uh, I, 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 I know that you have a Twitter and a Facebook presence, yes. so people can like just shoot you messages that yep. way as well and yep. contact you. Yeah. Uh, is there a number people can call if they're interested, or is it just everything on the website? No, no, we have a, a 1-800 number, so it's uh, 866-222-7715. Again, 866-222-7715. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, email, you know, info at apache6.com. We're always... Uh, Happy to help anybody. I'm, I'm I'm pretty good on social media. I've neglected Facebook for the last few, or not Facebook. I'm sorry, Twitter for the last few uh, months. Um, I just have. I've been so busy, and I've somehow started taking up more Facebook. It was the other way around at first, right? Yeah, yeah. All Twitter, um, some Instagram. Completely neglected Facebook, and then suddenly that came online, and now I hear it from all the SEO folks that like, hey, start using Instagram and post through Instagram, and then attach it to Facebook because now it's. The algorithms, what have you. Oh, but, yeah. Dude, those algorithms right? are always yes, changing. Yes, yes, No matter what. Yeah, we've tried to promote stuff on our, on the podcast, and yeah. you, so you I don't kn- even know what happens with yeah. it, man. So you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at social media. I like cool, to be man. able to, uh, uh, I'm going to, after, well, after the you know first of the year, I'll probably do more uh, YouTube uh, videos. You know, nice. That's, something man, that's been my thing. Well, and it's kind of right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I, I just watch cop videos and yeah. uh, bounty hunter videos. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's been my go-to for probably three months now. Yeah, the only uh, problem with that is once you watch one, you watch two, and then they say, right. you know, you're like, what happened to the last two hours? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hours, days, yes. days. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to brought up because working with uh, with the uh, the legalized marijuana community, you have kind of you've got to have had um, some sort of like interest in that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now at this point, you've got something called this heals cancer. Yes. Uh, and I saw that uh, as a link right from the, right. the Apache Six website. Tell me a little bit about that. So. Because I got in the cannabis industry, and you know, from the military point of view, it was very uh, taboo, and you know, we, we, we looked at Absolutely. it like, oh, it's a no-no, and so it's very standard type deal, but I started to see people coming in, all walks of life coming into these shops, and then I realized that it wasn't the young crowd coming mm-hmm. to get uh, high. Yeah, it just wasn't the stoners. No, it was not. It was the, I was very surprised to see it was uh, women in their mid-30s, 40s, first-time smokers, um, and just in general, it was a lot of the folks who were in their late 40s, 50s, and 60s um, who refused to take any major drugs and they felt that the alternative to a Oxycontin or whatever, oh, yeah. painkiller, would be cannabis. And it was a real shock for me. So as I started to get to know people and coming in, I would ask, what's going on? And, oh, I'm battling. I'm going to have surgery tomorrow and I'd rather have that than the perks that they're going to give me or whatever. Yeah, People who were um, in pain and folks who were having a hard time sleeping mm-hmm. you know so I started to just really put it together I'm saying uh, huh. you know like the, the healing properties of the CBD that I didn't know or hemp and, oh yeah absolutely you know so I started to see that and then I started to hear more stories about cancer patients who Tommy Chung prime example yes he battled cancer not once but twice and you know survived and, and battled that mm-hmm. and I didn't know that he actually acquired it when he was in jail yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great story if you look him up on YouTube, Time Dion. But uh, individuals like that really started to get my attention more, and so I started. I have a big passion for helping veterans, um, and I, I know a few who have their spouses who had you know cancer, and um, and then suddenly I started meeting more people. I mean, we all know someone who's got yep. cancer or passed away from cancer. Absolutely. Um, and I've heard about one in three is its statistic. And what? Up, yeah. And what really upsets me is looking into it more. It's I realize now that it's become a business. 
cancer yeah. is a business. Absolutely. Just like with anything else, right? Yeah, but, with pharmaceuticals, yeah. cancer, with like everything we yeah. consume these days is cancer, and I, and it really upset me. So I've, I felt that I needed to learn more uh, and get more involved, and so. I had this major download. I was like, you know what? I got to start this seal. And then it was, I came up with a play on words, the right? The THC. Uh-huh. This yeah. seal's cancer. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I was, and everybody who was very left hand or very left brain thinking was kind of like, hey, be careful with that because that's, you know, you can get sued for this. You can't make claims. And I'm like, I'm not making a claim. I'm simply saying this, this right here kills cancer. What do you, what is this? And then I would, put, I would make a heart shape over my heart, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, this, this heals cancer, mm-hmm. right? Love. And they were like, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, yeah, maybe I am or maybe I'm not. Because the way I see it, cancer is an actual business. And we are allowing ourselves to be told by someone. In most cases, we don't even get a second or a third opinion. we just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we get this tunnel vision. Um, and so I didn't like that. And I didn't like individuals who just totally took them at their word. And then their body started to shut down. And I started meeting other holistic individuals who were like, hey, no, this is not... There, we, we really can't help people with, with that. And so I, th- I felt that This Heals Cancer would then be a platform for me to educate and mentor individuals mm-hmm. on the med- medical benefits of cannabis. And that's one of those things, too. I mean, you were talking about the, like, the whole body shuts down. It's like if somebody gives up, mm-hmm. nothing is going to help them. So uh, giving them the love and giving them the hope uh, will help them a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of like also with the, the, the cannabis, mm-hmm. there, there have been studies that show that these things absolutely do help. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, it's maybe it's just to alleviate the nausea that they the always yes. have or yes. that pain they always have yes. so to give them a reason hey I don't have to wake up with pain and yeah. deal with that the entire day yeah. I can do something or, or make them want to eat some yeah. food and that's right? what, yeah. Or, yeah. and that's what Tommy Chung said you know he said in one of his videos he mentioned that uh, um, being on that actually gave him the munchies right mm-hmm. which is what because <laughs> if you understand the chemo it, it just gives you that nauseous you just don't want to move you don't want to eat you don't want to do anything so by consuming the cannabis, it gave you that munchy feeling, and you started to eat more, and you're putting nutrients back in your body to exactly. kind of start helping it repair itself. You know, it's 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 a whole. I mean, like you, like Scott just said, it's like one in three people. You're either going to be dealing with it yourself or mm-hmm. with someone in uh, your family or a person you know. Mm-hmm. And so, any way, any way to help people out, like throughout all of these things, don't just take one. Like you said, don't yeah. one person saying this is what you need to do. Yeah. Try every. Everything you can because, I mean, unless you want to go, but yeah. I think most of the time people want to stick around, right? right? I mean, well, and that's the thing. I think I feel uh, this is just my opinion. I feel that you are here as long as you want to be here. So if, if you have a purpose, mm-hmm. you want to live, you like, you know, I got plans. I want to see my grandkids graduate from high school. I want to see them walk down the aisle. If you have these ideas, dreams in your mind, then your body is naturally going to say, well, you know what? We're going to get you there. Right. But if you've given up on life, you know, I'm just I don't feel like it. I just feel like I want to die. And then you release those words yourself. Yeah. You are manifesting these things, you know, and that's the thing about radio. So I learned a lot in the last year about radio. I don't know much about frequencies. Mm -hmm. Right. But everything has a frequency. And in the healing properties and the love vibration. Right. There's a, a certain hurts. Right. The 428 hertz, 528 hertz or 420, 432 hertz. And. Everything has those steels, and I realize that like those beats, when you listen to beats for meditation purposes, you know, mm-hmm. there is this calming, healing uh, deal about those vibrations, and I realize that love and healing play a vital role. And when you listen to that, when you raise that frequency within you, your body naturally starts to feel good. And yeah. you release those dopamines in your own mind, in oh, your yeah, own head. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, that's the best natural high you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. You, know, you that, need to hang out with our friend Vibe at some time. Oh, God, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. 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 yeah, he's... Yeah. Positive vibes. Oh, he's full on, yeah. 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 I mean, he had a hell of a route himself. I mean, he was a, a club promoter uh-huh. who uh, he had, like back problems that were so extensive that uh-huh. he didn't know what to do and he's it was in a just wheelchair at one point. Yeah, 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 straight up in a wheelchair and using the the Reiki. Yeah, he does Reiki. Reiki. Yeah, yeah, Reiki. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's he's walking and he's one of those guys who can go out there and he uh helps people channel that sort of stuff as well. I did that with my knee. I had knee surgery. Now I felt bad. I mean, after I had knee surgery, um I kind of started feeling a little bit depressed. I mm-hmm. couldn't lift weights anymore. I couldn't I, I started losing my my body that I was 
I was very proud of. I became like a gym junkie type deal, and I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and it becomes an investment too, right? Protein is that, that, that. Yeah, right. And then when you couldn't lift anymore, I started to lose that growth and that gain. And I started feeling a bit depressed, right? Because I'm feeling sorry for myself. But uh, Reiki, yeah. right, is one of those things that I started just to just to harness and channel within myself and working with my knee, and then started feeling better. And I'm like, holy crap, right? This is really awesome. <laughs> and then I yeah, and I got to a point where I started putting on like a knee brace and I started running more and I started lifting weight and then all of a sudden like I started getting it back. And it was just all that mind perception, you know, that change and that shift in within me. And it all came down because of that power of belief within Reiki and you know, um, don't rock it till you try kind of thing, right? Yeah, but, exactly. but but we're not taught to believe in that or to think that way. And sure, maybe that could be attributed to cannabis as well, you know, because as a veteran, I was sixty percent disabled. And they label me as what you know, chronic back pain on certain things. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. they call it chronic back pain because they couldn't figure out a solution. No MRI, no X-ray would show any major damage, whatever. But it's that mental pain manifestation that you just put on yourself, yeah. taking on that, that taking on the world. Yeah, the stress of the world. Yes. I mean, like it's it's serious. Like go. I mean, you can do something just as simple as go get a massage. Yes, and you can feel the yep. difference yeah. because of it getting worked out of your muscles. Right. And I, and I attribute the pain relief because of cannabis and CBD, because I started seeing individuals walking in and they were, they were finally healing. I'm like, maybe I should try that, right? So, and I have, and it's amazing that um, who would have thought that I would yeah, right. join the military or well, that it would even be legalized in our lifetime, right? Yeah, right? yeah, that's, I never thought that. That's oh. the, the the real kicker, right? But I would never see myself. If you were to tell me that I was going to be in the industry. When I was growing up, I laugh at you, right? right. But it's like amazing how I went from the military like, to starting a security company. This is your brain on drugs, right? right? <laughs> like we've all you seen that. Yeah, the, yeah, the flying we, egg we commercial. We grew up in that. Yes. That was the time, man. Yeah, and it's crazy how duped I feel. Most of us are like, well, you mm-hmm. lied to us, right? But there's a reason for all these things. And, and it's now time to start changing the way we look at things. And that's how I look at uh, a lot of things, including security. Um, we're so taught to... I, I, what thing that I like about the industry is that the industry creates fear. Mm-hmm. And then we turn yeah. around and then... T- you t- market that fear. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We make, we make our money by scaring you to protect you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not cool. That's just... A, I don't like that. That's just a uh, dirty way of, of doing business. So I'm taking on this approach where like, hey, I'd rather empower you. Mm-hmm. And teach you, and look at things from a very um, spiritual way of looking at things. Yeah, because we all have to believe in something, right? Absolutely. A lot of us go, a lot of us go to church. Uh, the majority of society goes to church, and they have this power to believe. Yet we never seen Jesus, but we we believe, mm-hmm. right? So we believe that uh, that we're going to heal, we're going to get better, and that's just the power of intent and belief. So if we have that same approach, why couldn't we? think about the same thing with security hey i'm protected i feel good my house is i got edt i got a uh, extinguisher yeah everything's good i'm not gonna trip when i lock my 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 house or whatever and you go on vacation you don't worry about oh did i do this did i do that or hope i don't get robbed and the more you say it the more you think it gets what, yeah right yeah yeah so you got to start changing your ways of, you know what i'm good when my kids go to school they're fine they're good they're protected they're they're, they're awesome kids and um when you start just changing your perception of, of your, how you look at safety and mm-hmm. security uh, it goes a long ways in life it's it's uh, and like you've been saying through this whole thing it's not even so much like yeah yeah the protection and security that is absolutely a thing with it mm-hmm. but also the preparedness and if you are prepared for the things that could possibly happen mm-hmm. and you don't have to go crazy with it Mm-mm. but at the same point like you said with the kids make it a game make sure you have a plan make sure you have an earthquake preparedness kit you have those basic things and then you know hey if something goes down this is the steps that we take because you don't want to be caught flat-footed and that's mm-hmm. really what it all comes down to at the end of it well we talked about the active shooters right in schools and i got kiddos in school and um you know they're young they don't they're, they're not going to take on some adult or, or another bigger mm-hmm. kid or whatever but i told them listen if you ever find a situation like this um it's that whole run, hide, or fight mentality, right? But mm-hmm. you got to listen to your teachers, and you got to do the best thing that you possibly can, depending on the situation. If you do find yourself locked in a room with a teacher, and they do the best they can, you're at the mercy of them, and that's fine. And I, 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 I would told them, I would encourage you guys to do a quick little prayer and just say, you know, call on St. Michael. Just say, you know what, St. Michael, I need you now. Mm-hmm. Step back, let him go to work. Now, I tell them that because, one, it gives them that hope that, well, all this crisis is going on. You just gave him hope. 
mm-hmm. they're thinking about that and they're, they, you just hope is is, is is everything right because they're thinking hey I'm, I'm, I'm good I'm gonna be protected you you get that in their head so that you, you create that peace because the reality is if you don't do anything else you're gonna worry you're gonna create stress and panic and, and you're gonna pa- yeah panic right? exactly and yeah. then it gets worse and then you're gonna cre- you're instantly gonna create and capture well, you're gonna create PTSD. Is what you're gonna do, right? You're gonna create oh, yeah. that moment is frozen in time. Like with veterans, when something like that happens, traumatic, you are capturing the look, the sound, the taste, the smell. Everything is just boom. It's just one snapshot. If our brains were working that, it's one snapshot, and every, all this, mm-hmm. our senses are captured in that. And as they grow up, they're always gonna look just like the, the kids of Columbine. Yeah, they're all forever traumatized. Some of them are just now starting to get out of that deal. Yeah. But I'd rather have a kid. My kids, right? Anybody's kids, just be able to say, you know what? Okay, my dad told me or my mom told me to uh, to do a quick prayer, right? Um, you're giving the kid hope. And yes. when you do that, you are eliminating the possibility of something fearful something coming in. Yeah, and that's that sort of thing that you're talking about with like the panic or the fear. And it's mm-hmm. going to, if you're going into it and you have a little bit of a peace at that point, then you can go in with a clear mind on everything that is going forward on that. Right. It, it's a good positive way to think of stuff, man. right? And to bring it full circle, whether this was cancer, that was kind of my whole intent is to be able to just empower people to say, you know what? Come from a very loving vibration. Yeah, it doesn't help anyone to be negative or to be stressed out or, or just fearful. Because we, it, when you think lower vibes, right, the, the fear, scared, and what have you, then you allow those negative things to come into your life, and you just manifest it, and it just your body starts to shut down. Yeah, versus absolutely. being more positive and, and say, you know what, I'm good. I'm 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 excellent. I'm doing great. I'm getting better. Um, I'm no longer worried about that. I, you when you release the negative emotions and, and, and um, the just lower vibes like that, the fear, you just cut those ties and you just start being more, uh, living a better positive life. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you raise those vibes and, and you start healing within yourself. Um, the one thing I look at, you know, you say that when you dog, you know, if you guys have dogs, but people say, oh yeah, but you know, dogs, they, they, they smell fear, they sense fear. Yes or no. That's how I equivalent it. It's like, you know what? They, they, yeah. they go off your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, if you're yeah, scared, yeah. if you're scared, well, guess what you're doing? You're releasing that. And they're gonna say, "Whoa, right?" Mm-hmm. Versus being positive. Oh, I'm standing my ground. I'm positive. I'm, I'm confident. I'm not scared. They sense that. They pick that up. And I'm like, "Well, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone." Yeah, you know, you stood your ground. Mm-hmm. Same thing with what we do in life. You know, if you have this posture, you, I'm good. I'm not intimidated by people out there. I'm, I'm holding myself to a higher standard, and just you feel good, then you just naturally you don't become a target. Yeah, you know, because people they take advantage of people. You, t- you look, absolutely you look for the weak ones. Mm-hmm. You look for the ones who can't handle themselves. The ones who have their earbuds and are looking down and looking at their phones and target of opportunity, right? Yeah. So if yeah. you if you prevent yourself from being that target of opportunity by being more aware of your surroundings and just you carry yourself with this posture that hey, uh, I see you, mm-hmm. and I'm not intimidating. God bless you, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just tend to leave you alone. They go the other way and they look for that weak one. Yeah. So and that's Damn. again, it's all positive in, in how you look at things and. My goal is to incorporate that security mindset mm-hmm. from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Nacho, you're such a positive dude. I really, I, I really love it. No, <laughs> seriously, like it's, it's been a lot of fun talking with you, man. Yeah. Again, uh, people can find out more information if they go to Apache6.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that information, if they either want to look for maybe employment or maybe to yeah. contract you guys yeah. or just random questions Consult, about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I think it's a good thing that people should check out. Whether or not you have uh, a marijuana business, whether or not you need personal security. Sure. Some of these are some of the some of the really really be- some of the best actual tips that people could ever even need and sometimes people just forget the some some of the simple stuff right and then we all need that reminder we do so, yeah yeah absolutely yep. nacho thank you so much for spending some time with us no, dude. thank you guys you've been listening to the grid city podcast check them out at gridcitypodcast.com